Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. everybody to the hockey think tank podcast brought to you by the hockey think tank.com a website for all players parents and coaches to go to get a little bit of education and a little bit of inspiration regarding the greatest game on the planet what an episode we have for you guys here today we are flying solo a one jehu jeffrey lavecchio and i and today's podcast episode is all about motivation what is motivation do we need it how do we get it let's go places and let's talk about it but before we do let's bring on the talent of the podcast jeffrey lavecchio vex what's going on today mr worldwide i'd 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 (laughs) guys i just told tove that uh uh, I was um, putting in for like uh, adding another company to my to my LLCs, S corp, whatever you know, whatever these people do for me, and I'm naming it GMBM Worldwide. So anybody out there who's a Step Brothers fan, I hope you're laughing right now because that's going to be my parent company for all the other companies. Anyways, I'm having and tell them day. tell them what you potentially <laughs> were going to do with all that right. name as well. This is that makes it even better. Yeah, this is zero percent of a lie. This is how my brain works. I just <laughs> think this is literally hilarious. I very seriously debated naming the 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 parent company GMBM Worldwide dot 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 I'd dot 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 I'd dot 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 I'd like they say in Step Brothers <laughs> Worldwide. So I almost did that, but I just just decided to do GMBM Worldwide. So you're so anyways. Anyways, man, I'm having, having a good day. This is day two, week two with my youngest group, like my midget guys. A couple of guys are going to be playing juniors next year. A uh, couple couple bantams, you know, um, and it's super fun, man. I got a bunch of new new guys this year. It's a really energetic group. They're really dialed in. Actually, Steph saw them uh, training, our podcast producer. She came for the Null Combine with her son this past weekend, so she dropped by and she got to see me yelling at the boys for like 20 straight minutes and, and getting them going and stuff. So that was really cool getting to see her. She also gave Kylie and I some aw- super awesome uh, candles from a small business in Kalamazoo and they smell delightful. Sometimes I just go in there and I smell all my candles. I don't know. What's that from? Oh, come on. No, dude, I don't got that. It's not in my repertoire. It's the office. It's one of the best episodes ever of The Office when they're at Michael and Jan's house for the Christmas party. Oh, and it's so the awkward. It's so it's awkward. So awkward. Yeah. Goes, oh, yep, yep, yep. She's got her candle room. Yep. Yeah. And she's singing to the assistant and like <laughs> dancing with them all weird, dude. Yep. That episode is glorious. <laughs> yes. You remember my it. assistant Hunter, right? Yeah, I love it. I respect it. Anyways, yeah. So my week, my week's going well, man. My week's going well. Having uh having a good week. I know you're having a good week because hail to the victors i don't know the rest of the words <laughs> but michigan's going to the frozen four awesome we are going to the frozen four not a big deal ski we are going to the frozen four man yeah it was pretty awesome pretty awesome to say the least it was uh kind of like the tale of two games in the ncaa tournament first round um beat colgate pretty good um final score is 11 to 1 and then Next day, played against Penn State, and uh, we've had great games against them all year, and uh, ended up winning in in, uh, in overtime. So two one, it was uh, just a battle. One of those games, you know, where it can go either way, and one of our guys made a play in overtime. And uh, yeah, it was it was pretty awesome, man. Pretty awesome. I've been to the Elite Eight four times and never been to a Frozen Four, um, either as a player or as a coach. And so, oh, wow, I yeah. thought you made it to Frozen Four. No, yeah, oh, you were at yeah. the Elite Eight. Okay, so it was funny, okay. man. Like I don't know, like it the this group, man. Like we have that, like it's one of those feel. You know, you have the feeling you get when you're like, we're gonna win. You know, like 
we're, you go into games as confident and your group is awesome and you just feel really good about things. And, uh, it was funny. I was up in the press box during the game and right after, uh, right after, um, the third period and overtime was starting. I looked at one of the guys up there that's working with us and I said, I'm just going to manifest this because I, I'm, I just feel good. But like, I've been here twice as a player where, uh, it was the elite eight game to go to the frozen four in overtime and lost both of those games in overtime. We lost to Minnesota my freshman year. We lost to Wisconsin in triple overtime my sophomore year. And uh, I was like that it's not happening this time. It's not like I can just feel it's not like we're going to win this game and just kind of manifested it. And then 52 seconds into overtime, uh, we scored and it's just uh, a really, really cool feeling. I mean, the frozen four is pretty, pretty awesome. And the fact that it's in Tampa Bay as well is, is kind of nice. That's going <laughs> to so, be nasty. Uh, it's going to be nice and warm and, and yeah. really looking forward to it. But you know how it is like when you have success, man, and especially to the extent that we're having right now and getting a chance to play for uh, a frozen form and, and hopefully a national championship, like you, you kind of reflect on the year and you kind of reflect on everything that's gone on. And it's just crazy to think like how hard it is to get here. And the fact that only four teams are able to do it and all the ups, all the downs, you know, the sicknesses, the injuries, like everything that's gone on with this team, like we've had to battle so much adversity and, and, and like just our, our strength as a group, our guys really care about each other. And, and I, I don't know, man, it's just a really cool feeling to be able to be here. And, and, um, I'm really looking forward to getting the chance to compete for national championship. So exciting. Man, is it exciting. So so who are the four teams? So it's you. So we're playing Quinnipiac. Yeah. Yep. And then the other game is Minnesota and Boston University. Nice. BU Terriers. Yep. Nice. Yep. So nice. um man, like it's gonna be a battle. Both games, like Minnesota and, and BU. We've played both those teams this year and they're really, really, really good. And uh Quinnipiac, they've kind of run through it this year. They've done really, really well. So yeah, man, exciting times to say the least. Yeah, so exciting. Hell yeah. Two big weeks of practice here. Two big weeks of practice. Get the you. boys ready. You. Or we fly south for the winter. <laughs> <laughs> Ducks fly together. That's exactly. why. Exactly. <laughs> what, what is it Dwayne Robertson says? When the when the cows are turning circles in the pasture, something, <laughs> yeah. something, and everybody's the like, ducks fly, uh, together. ducks fly together. He's like, yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. We are absolute hockey nerds. It's the best thing ever. Um, okay. Want to get to motivation? Hype. All right, cool. First, Primero. Thank you to Gel Sticks, our title sponsor. Go to GELSTX.com. And you know what you can do there? You can enter where there's a little coupon code thing. And you can enter Think Tank One Word. And you can get a discount on unbelievable weighted training sticks. Or golf season's coming up. It is. Golf clubs. Lacrosse Talk season. to my neighbor, the accountant. <laughs> Lacrosse season is here. Uh, so you can get discounts on all of those weighted training sticks and clubs. And uh, they've been with us every step of the way. Go to gelsticks.com, G-E-L-S-T-X.com. Jeff, I bet you you can't do your next one in under 30 seconds. Go. Bet you I can. Train Heroic. Want to say thank you to them. Unbelievable app company. Uh, the fam over there that helps me train thousands of people all over the world. Uh, if you're a parent looking to get in shape for the summer, join my own uh, team, give more, be more workouts, my personal workouts. If you're hockey players or coaches, or you have organizations and you want to work with me for a hilariously low price, please reach out to me. I just had 262 players. I believe it is sign up You're 15 um, seconds. I got it. 262 players uh, sign up for eight weeks with me in Las Vegas. Uh, a couple hundred players uh, out in New Jersey. Uh, players from all the world. So thank you to Train Heroic. That was 30 seconds. Actually, Boom. it was like 37 because I had to get it on my phone. But you also well, have to Cure Nutrition. The clock, the clock says 30. No, that okay. was for Train Heroic. Cure Nutrition, CBD company I'm with. Want to thank them massively. They keep my brain firing all cylinders with all the different things I do every single day. I've been taking CBD for six years now, maybe seven. Maybe my brain's not firing that well right now. Long day. But, uh, I'd start <laughs> taking I'm CBD. glad I called that guy. Ooh, great quote. Uh, been taking CBD since my last year pro. It's unbelievable for helping you recover better, feel better, all these different things. If you want to know how CBD can help you, reach out to me and I can help you with the who, what, why's, where, when's. 
Go to CureNutrition.com, discount code GMBM. Oh, right just under, just right under. Thank you to IceHockeySystems.com as well, the best website for all your coaching education needs. You can get this for your entire organization by um, going to the Associations tab, and you can get it for all your coaches and all your pl- and all of your parents because they have access to the Hockey Think Tank Parent Survival Guide. Just imagine hockey directors out there having a survival guide to put all your parents that will take less work for you <laughs> take a lot of things out of you because some of those questions will already be answered tell some crazy hockey parents how not to be crazy hockey parents very 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 functional so uh anyways go to icehockeysystems.com unbelievable site all these drills all these whiteboard explanations by some really 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 smart people i have two seconds boom let's go another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Motivation. I like, I, I wanted to kind of put you on the spot to start this. Because um, I have I have thoughts. Um, texted you earlier today that this is what I want to talk about. I have I have lots of thoughts about motivation, um, but I would like to just very generically and very big picture ask you to start this um, with just your overall thoughts on motivation, and then let's see where this takes us. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's interesting because like. I think motivation's huge. I also think dedication's huge. And I think that they're, if your goal is to be the best you at hockey, at business, at life, at relationships, I don't know, whatever it is you're trying to get better at, I think that you need to know the differences and you need to know um, when to lean on one versus the other. Uh, I think motivation is more like short, short spurts like you know oh i'm tired i need some motivation you know and i think that dedication is what takes you through all the time it's like dedication to your goal right and and there's going to be days where you wake up and you feel like poop or whatever um you know you're tired and then and and the dedication gets you to the rink for practice or gets you to uh the gym or you know your massage therapist or your nutritionist when you don't want to go and if you're there and it's a, it's a, you know one of those down days which happened to all of us i think that's where where um motivation can really step in and help a lot of people kind of get that ball rolling take that first step an object in motion will stay in motion so getting that getting that first first movement going i think motivation can definitely help with that okay so define that or like go go a little bit deeper in that um because like there's 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 the days that you want to and then there's the days that you don't right i think the uh, a defining characteristic of the people who are great at what they do is they do the things that they don't want to do on the days that they don't want to do them, but they do them anyway. (laughs) Yeah. You know, um, take me through what motivation means to that. Um, well for me, I mean, the simplest, easiest, most free one is, is you just ask yourself, what is my, why, what is my, why, why am I here right now in this? Why am I in this space right now in the locker room at the, uh, wherever at school taking a test in the gym the fourth month of the off season when you're just itching to play and you still got another month of training or whatever i think that's where motivation is like well what you know what is my why is is the first thing i go to but like honestly for me it doesn't even matter what gets me motivated it might be different things on different days there's days you know we joke all the time, but like I, I physically work like a physical job and I'm putting out a lot of energy every day. And so like I get tired. There's times where I overexert myself because I take on too much or whatever. But so so mornings when I wake up like that, dude, I literally go to YouTube and I search different blank, blank motivation, blank motivational speech, whatever. And while I'm trying to let, you know, slap myself in the face and wake myself up and cold water shower, you know, I got that on, I got Joe Rogan or I got, you know, whoever, whoever talking about 
uh, you know, David Goggins and like people like that, Jocko Wilmick, put that on. And then it always kind of gets me going. So like for me, it's, it's more of that momentary spark that lights the fire and then dedication keeps the fire going. I like that. I like that. It's so funny that you said that stuff. Cause I've like had a few notes written down. Um, just like, as we were going to talk about motivation here today, one of them was YouTube because like those little short spurt things, like I think that's a real thing. And, um, like you can get that on, that's like one of the ways you should y- use social media at times. Right, right. You know, and I, and I actually screw with my algorithm. So like, I'll like, like David Goggins stuff. And I'll like, oh, purposely. You know, purposely like, you know, things that are positive and things that can like, mm. quote unquote, motivate me. So then like, mm-hmm. that's what shows up in my, mm-hmm. you know, my feed for you or whatever it may be. Right. Love it. You Love know? it. And so, yeah, like, and, and, and it's so funny. You said motivation changes too, because I have, I have that in my, like my notes, but I, I went at it from like a different way of like the, what's your why and it, more of like a broad um, big picture macro thing. Cause like your, why can change mm-hmm. as you get older and have new experiences and everything like that. Right. So like, you know, my why for so long was I want to play in the NHL, you know? And then, so you're doing your work or you don't want to do your work. And then you think about like hoisting the Stanley cup, you put on YouTube, like Steve Eisman hoisting the Stanley cup. And it's like, all right, I'm ready to go. <laughs> right. Um, right. you know, and that changes you go from to... six to midnight real quick when Steve was on YouTube. <laughs> And then you go to like later on in my life, it went to like, I just want to be the best. I want to be the best coach, man. Like, how am I going to get there? How am I going to do it? All right, let's, let's continue to do this video. Let's make that next phone call for recruiting. Let's do like all of these things because you want to be the best and you know, and then you have kids and then like things change a little bit. And now it's like, okay, I still want to be the best, but I also want to have a little bit more balance in my life. Okay. So maybe, maybe your why, and I've thought about this, like maybe my why is like, I want to, I want to do what I love to do. So my kids see me do what I love to do and that'll rub off on them. And then they have a chance to be, you know, happy in their later life when they get my age, but they've seen me do what I like and be happy. You know what I mean? Like your, your motivation, your why can, can change. Like, I think it can change daily depending on what activities you're doing. Yeah. You know, like there's, there's a lot of guys who are probably listening to this podcast. There's guys in my gym who like, don't like school. Okay. But so then for me, it's like, well, I don't really care that you don't like it. I mean, I, I, I would talk to them about the importance of it and learning and yada, 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 but I'll be like, okay, well, how can I get them to be motivated to do well in school? Okay. I'd give them the story that I've told on this podcast multiple times. You know, I walked into one room after a six snizzy game. I think I had two goals against Waterloo and one school's like, Hey, you know, we can definitely get you in. You, you would pass the, you know, all our testing and you could get in. We'll, we'll call you for a visit. And then I go in the next room and another D one school is like, not a chance you can get in here. And I was like, wow, I just cut myself off at the knees and I lost whatever the Ivy leagues are 10, 12, however many have those super high standards to get in, I got no chance, you know? And so I give them that story. So there's some motivation. And then, you know, that don't work. All right. You want to play hockey in college? Like you have to have a certain GPA. So like that could be their why to get them going for motivation to go to school and get grades, just like on a a simple example. Yeah, for sure. And you talk about like motivation from that aspect. I think that's one of the um, gifts of really good coaches is they can, find out what the why is and then like learn how to motivate each person individually, you know, how how do you push them? How hard can you push them? What do you need to say to push them Mm -hmm. and things like that? Right. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I think that's a bit of a gift of, of really good coaches for sure. Mm. Pushing those right buttons. (laughs) Yeah, dude, it's, it's, it's everything. It's everything. And that, like you said, like, I I mean, I think that's the number one thing with coaching. I I think that coaching is so much psychology over everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I want to get a little bit deeper. Go deep. Go a little deep here. So I read this article and I, I, it was like a while ago, maybe like a year ago, I want to say, and I can't remember what the exact title was, but it was like, basically motivation is full of shit. Like, and it was like, the so I was like Googling it and trying to like find the article. And I found one that was kind of similar And I want to, it goes back to kind of what you were saying at the beginning, but I want to read it to do it justice Mm -hmm. and then we can talk about it, but I'm going to read just like the first little bit of it. And I think it's just like really, really good. And this, this article, it's from Inc. 
and it's called the massive problem with motivation. Um, and it says coexist with the lack of motivation as you act on what you feel motivated to do. All right. So I'm just going to read it. It's by Paul Jarvis and it's Inc magazine. So if you want to like read the whole thing, you can, you Googleize it. Um, you act like, I don't know what a, you Googly is Jeffrey. Well played. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you can name that movie, you are best friends with Jeff and I, by the way. Boom. Uh, Okay. Motivation is to action as reading about exercise is to being in shape. I think that's a really cool starting line. I had to read it a couple of times. Motivation yeah. is to action as reading about exercise is to being in shape. Certainly both can happen, but simply being motivated accomplishes nothing while seeming like it's accomplishing something. Our problem is never motivation. Look at January 1st for everyone ever. We're all gung-ho about making changes at the start of a new year. Our problem isn't a desire to do things. It's just that most of us never follow through. Being motivated to write articles doesn't mean I'm going to write a single word. Feeling motivated to eat fewer vegan chocolates doesn't mean I will. Motivation feels important because it feels like action, but actually it's not. We attempt to motivate ourselves by getting excited about outcomes or thinking about how much better our lives will be once we are motivated. The issue isn't that we want something. It's that we think our desire for something automatically makes us more likely to achieve that something. Motivation, even for mundane things like exercise or writing more, is theoretical, whereas action is tangible. When our theoretical ideas of wanting something take us further and further from putting something into practice, we get down on ourselves. We give up and often do the opposite. For example, I didn't eat a healthy lunch today, so it doesn't matter if I have junk food for dinner. Or why write anything now? I should have been writing for the past two weeks and be 10,000 words in already. The issue with motivation isn't that we're not motivated. It's that we imagine that we need to be motivated in the first place instead of just doing the work. With creativity specifically, it's easy to get into the mindset of waiting for the muse when really the best way for the muse to pay us a visit is to start working. I think that's like the biggest thing that I take out of this and, and just in it was funny i was talking to nar last week and i was like dude like if you want to be great at anything you need to be an entrepreneur or you not need to be an entrepreneur but like having the experience of a, being an entrepreneur like can really make you learn what it takes to be great because you got to dig in man you know it's work yeah. it's resiliency it's problem solving it's being creative like all that different stuff you have to do and you got no lifeline to to save you you know and so like i, I just think that's like the big the issue with motivation isn't that we're not motivated it's that we imagine that we need to be motivated in the first place instead of just doing the work that for me is the the crux sentence of motivation being not really something that matters i shouldn't say not really something that matters but like it's easy to be motivated it's not easy to put things into action and do the work necessary to achieve your goal or your outcome you know so i just like i really liked that sentiment and the article and i think you and i both know this as an entrepreneur like it's really easy to sit and draw up a plan it's really hard to actually execute on that plan you know what I mean? Like there's no resiliency and stuff. There's no real life stuff to like being able to sit down at a piece of paper and map something out. Because once you map it out, once you try to put it into action, it never <laughs> goes the way that you map it out, you know? And, and uh, I feel like that is the issue of why so many people, so many companies fail and so many people fail and in, in not necessarily fail, but like don't accomplish their, their goals is that they get um, they just got to do the work and then figure it out, do the work and then figure it out, do the work and figure it out. You can't just wait to be motivated. You can't just mm -hmm. wait for somebody to do it for you. You actually have to put the bootstraps on and you have to do it, you know? And, and I feel like that's the, I, I really love this article because that's like the problem with motivation. We do feel like we need to be like, how often have you heard from people? I need to be motivated to do this. I just got to, I got to get myself motivated to run a marathon. Right. Just, just go out and run a mile. Right. And then the next day run a mile and then maybe the next day you run two, you know, and then maybe the day after that you eat take a, a recovery better. day. <laughs> take a recovery day. Yeah. You know, it's just like the journey. What is it? The journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step Yeah, um, type stuff. So like, I feel like that 
the article, like the problem with motivation is, is, is really an interesting framework of just hum- the human condition and, and productivity and, and what we like to talk about it, just being great at what you do. Yeah, I totally see where the author is coming from. I think the best results come at the intersection of, of motivation, intention, and action. Like, I think that motivation can play a very key role. And I would also, uh, it's if not used in the right not, way. If used in the if right way, the right way. If you use it as a crutch, and it's like, well, I'm waiting until I'm motivated. Well, you're a joke, and you don't have the right why. Like, your why is not strong enough. You know, I do like life coaching for for people. And, you know, whenever they fall off or whatever, like we, we reevaluate, we go over their goals, this and that. And it's like in their head, they started thinking about other things. Like they, they didn't, they weren't focusing on their why. When you focus on your why that gives you, that gives you strong motivation. If your why is powerful enough and, and maybe some people don't have a why for like right now, like that's where you fall, you, you, you fall back on dedication and you're just dedicated to doing X blank, whatever it is. Cause you know, in a week, a month, a year, five years, 10 years by staying consistent and doing whatever action it is, like you said, you're getting closer to your goals. But I think the nuance is that, that when you put motivation, intention and action all together, that's a secret sauce right there. It's a secret sauce. And what happens for me in, in my experience is that most people either either stop focusing or they're not putting intention into their action they just start acting right like oh i'm on i'm dedicated because i'm doing it every day yeah but your intention is a five out of ten like you're not getting anywhere because your intention sucks like like you have to have intent behind everything and i think the proper motivation drives intent, which drives more clear actions. If that makes sense. I, I think this is so awesome. I love talking about this stuff. I love thinking about it. I think there's a lot of nuance to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And, and I guess like, um, when you talk about motivation and intention, it, it's almost like intention. It's the, almost the other way around. I see it. Like your intention gets you motivated. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm saying is intention in your actions though, not like, not like actual, actual, like, like, cause those are almost, oh, I see what you're saying. So like I start with, with motivation as far as like, let's go over your why, right? Like, like tell me why you're doing things. And you do okay? this in the gym at the beginning of like every single, every single session, yeah. every single session. Why are you here? Ask that. Why are you here? Why are you here? What are your goals? And then from there we start with, I will statements and those are short term, medium term, long term. And I go over it. I'm like, okay, your goals for what teams you want to make this summer. I will make, you know, triple A blues, whatever. Uh, you know, okay, like what are your goals for your stats this year? What are your goals for anything? I want to be a top six forward. I want a playing time. The more specific, the better. And then I then we do visualization, which now you see yourself achieve those goals, you see yourself doing in those roles. And then from there, then I remind them like the way that you get to those things that you just visualized is putting intention into our work today. So like, instead of just like uh, going through the motion, I'm doing walking lunges. It's like, no, you're breathing at the right time. You're bracing your core at the right time. You're driving the earth away from you. You're not just standing up. Right. So like then the intention in each action will garner better results. If that makes more sense. Absolutely. So one of the lines that I use with every player I've ever worked with, and I've, I've done this for years is like, don't do the drill because that's what was drawn up on the whiteboard. Do the Mm. drill. Like you're going to get better doing it, Yeah. you know, like do the drill to get better. Right. And then you see it like, rather than going through the motions of, okay, this is what coach drew up and you know, I'm going to shoot it here. I'm going to pass it here, blah, blah, blah. Now the pass is zipped. You know, mm-hmm. you're working on a skill or the mm-hmm. shot is ripped and you're working on a skill. And I, I, I totally agree, man. Like the intention with what you do is so massively important. I mean, you even think about like the kids in the gym that you have, because it's almost like a little bit more intimate in the gym, you know, so you can get a little bit closer. You can really see a little bit more of what's going on. Groups are a little bit smaller and you could probably see it night and day, the kids that are doing the reps with intention and the ones that are doing it just because that's what's on the whiteboard. Well, you know, what's awesome is that, that my social media guy day, 
day three, week one, he was there filming because I, I I pay my buddy to come in so that like I don't have to take my social media anymore. He just films me coaching the kids so I can just be me and coach and not have to worry about any of that stuff. It's been awesome. And it's yeah. been great for me to show people like how I do things in the gym too, to try and just help people for free, whatever. Um, and, and we were talking and, and I said, uh, and he, he could tell right away. And like, I'll be talking to him. Like I can tell right now with this effort, which kids are going to, going to make it to, to their ultimate potential most likely. And which ones are, and I and just based I, on how they do a clean, <laughs> literally, a, literally a body weight lateral lunge, yeah. literally a body weight lateral lunge. Cause I, I had coached it three times, three separate times. And so, you know, it should be one and done and the guys, and I stopped it. I stopped the whole workout cut the music, stop the workout. And I said, if you have a division and this is my youngest group. So none of them have even played juniors yet. Um, mostly midgets and like band midgets to bantams. And I stopped, cut the music and you know, there were some cuss words in here. I'll leave them out. And I said, raise your F in hand. If you have a division one scholarship in here. And I have two guys in there that played U 18 that are both have D one scholars, maybe U 16 and they raised their hand. And one of them, has been my client for a couple of years. The other one is, is a new guy. And, uh, the, cl my client has been for a couple of years. This kid's a savage. He's an animal. He's a monster, right? He's absolutely juiced. Just a, just savage kid. And, and I'm like, look at this guy, like, look at him. He's got his shirt off. He's freaking jacked. And I'm like, do you think that he got a scholarship already before even playing juniors is an accident? Do you think that you guys all watch him in here every day and you guys were in here last year, you saw how hard this guy worked. He's, he outlives some of my college guys, but it's not the numbers. It's the intent and the want to win at everything this kid does. It is not an accident that he has a scholarship and no one else in this room does. It's not an accident guys. And I was like, if I say to do something this way, it's because that will garner the best results. And if I tell you, and you're not doing it that way, it's because you're not putting enough attention into it. You're not going to get everything out of it. You're going to cut your career short, literally because you're not paying attention to the details that will make you better. And that's on you. And then from then on, you know, everybody's dialed. And this is a speech I have to give every summer. I have to give this speech, you know, to my pro guys, you know, 100%. but, but I can look around the room and I can tell like very easily and not even watching them play hockey. It's just going to be like, who's going to maximize their potential. You know, it's like you said, and that was the, that was one of the biggest catalysts for me playing higher level hockey was playing for Hastings in Omaha and the attention to detail every drill was. And it was like, you don't just do the drill to do the drill. You do the drill and we're focusing on this. And then as I got older, I just tried to do what you said. I tried to add more things into every drill, like on my own to like work on more stuff. So instead of me working on one thing, every drill, I'm working on two things. And now every drill throughout the week, I'm getting that much better every single day. Say we do five, six drills. I'm getting six times better than everybody every day because I'm adding that one thing to each drill. So I love that you said that. And that that's a massive game changer when guys realize that. It, it is game changer is game the, changer. The, that's probably the perfect word for it because I've, I've seen players that go into it just to go into it. And mm -hmm. then they learn whether it's by a coat or seeing other guys do it, like whatever it is understand and start to realize that there's a reason why certain players <laughs> get better, uh, you right. know, and right. it's, it's uh, a lot of it has to do with like what you're talking about. It's just that intention with, with how they do what they do, what you do is important. How you do it is even more important, you know? Yeah. And it's that, it's that thing where you hear like every kid who's like, at every age, honestly, and if, you know, a couple of years down the road, they're like, Oh, I played with so-and-so and, you know, now he's in the NHL or now he's division one. That guy sucked when I played with him. Yeah. But he got better every single day and you stayed the same. Dummy. How many times do you hear that, man? Oh my God, dude. Like, or the other way around, wild. like, dude, that, that guy, that, like that guy was unreal at 15. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, right. What's, what? what's the common, like the common characteristic of, both ways, like the yeah. ones that end up intention up here when they were down here. And then the ones that were up here and ended up down here, like, right. yeah, it's, it's, it's how you do things, you know? Oh, and, uh, yeah. I, and I think like understanding your why and really buying into that is a huge, like you said, it's a huge, huge, huge piece 
Right. And I, and I think that 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 starts it. So like you start with like, what is my why for every, it could be multiple times throughout the day doing different things. And then from there, that's when you can use different things as motivation. So like, okay, you want to be a professional hockey player. All right. Well, I'll put up a video of a guy who works out in this exact same gym as you. That guy's a professional hockey player. How the F do you think he got there? And guess what? You're sitting in the same spot he was four years ago. It's possible right there. So now we went intent, motivation. Now we've got to put intention into our actions so that we get garner the best results. I, I mean, that's just kind of how I do it. You got to see, and then you got to assess the situation. You've got to see, and you have to assess the situation. <laughs> but that is not a movie for those of you. It is not a movie. That is right. An old CD. If anybody gets that, literal <laughs> bonus points. Bonus Huge points. bonus points. Huge bonus points if anybody knows that one. <laughs> DM us, either of us, if you know what that's from. Uh, yeah. And um, I, I think going along with that, like one of the things I also wanted to talk about, um, and we talked a lot about this when I did my master's in sports psychology at Miami of Ohio, and that's the difference between extrinsic motivation and intrinsic motivation and how massively different both of those things are. And um, so basically the the difference is extrinsic motivation is you get motivated to do things based on external things. Like the the age old thing in, in hockey is you get $10 for scoring a goal. So you're motivated by getting that money <laughs> or whatever, rather than like being intrinsically motivated. Like I really want to do this for a reason, you know? And right, um, right. like all of the studies on both of those things will lean heavily towards getting more productivity when you're intrinsically motivated. And it goes back to what's your why. But also what I wanted to talk about is like, there are certain things that you can do as a coach to breed intrinsic motivation, which will breed intention, which will breed what we're talking about, the the work habits, and and then the results come like after that, right? And And Jeff just talked about a ton of them in the gym with what he does with the guys. Like he's helping those players in getting centered with their why and visualization and all of those things that makes them want to get better. That's basically what intrinsic motivation is. You know, it's wanting to get better for the sake of getting better (laughs) Uh, or for a certain why, you know, rather than I want to achieve this result so I can get this reward. You know what I mean? So um, I don't know if you have thoughts on that. I got a lot of thoughts on that, but go ahead. I I love that you said, like, we want to talk about like what coaches can do to foster that, because I think it's massively important that coaches are fostering a love for getting better, like massively important. It's not, especially it's not as much like, what are you doing to get, get better? Honestly, like do what I say and you get better. It's more like getting kids to buy in to, to, to selling it, selling out, like doing everything they can to reach your potential. And I think that once you get that, then everything else comes easier because now you're running practice and everybody's going at their actual 100 because you've helped them realize how important it is to give their all, you know, you've, you've helped them motivate themselves by kind of teaching them the value of that and how it's going to serve them for the rest of their life. Not just how it's going to take them as far as they can go in hockey, but it's also going to be why they're successful in life uh, after hockey as well. And I think coaches really need to foster that love of getting better. Yeah. It's, it's like a long-term thing uh, as a side to like a short-term thing. So like, right extrinsic motivation can work. Um, I, I just think it's a short-term dopamine hit or not. It, it, that's the positive light. It's, or it can be like, you didn't work hard in that shift. I'm going to sit you the next shift. Like that will motivate somebody to, you know, go out there and work hard the next shift. That's a bandaid on a bigger problem, right? Mm-hmm. Why is that kid not working hard? Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe we haven't set him up for him or her up for success. Maybe, you know, maybe there's something going on. How can we, how can we dig a little bit deeper to help this kid to understand work ethic is important? How can we, how can we get this, how can we motivate this kid to be intrinsically motivated? You know, like, um, it's just, it's interesting. So like, like the extrinsic stuff, you know, like even the, the, you know, you get $10 for scoring a goal, like that, 
that's going to motivate a 12 year old to, to want right. to want to score. Cause now they can buy candy or right. But video it's game or whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, like that stuff is so much more out of your control. Right. And when you rely on things out of your control, um, that's, that's a recipe for disaster as opposed to like uh, realizing and really like truly buying into I control my own destiny. Destiny. I'm. I'm intrinsically from myself, from my gut, motivated to do this thing. Like that's that's where the real, I think, growth and development comes from. And you can foster that 100 percent as a coach or a parent or a mentor or whatever. You can. It takes more time and it takes energy and it takes effort and probably takes a little bit of knowledge of of psychology as well. But it's very possible. And if we all go back to like, why are we in youth hockey? You know, it's, it's to help these kids like be successful and, and get better and, 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 you know, be good people. And I think that this should be a major emphasis, emphasis across all of hockey, especially like all of USA hockey, like this should be a major, major, major emphasis is coaching, knowing that, that the things that we put emphasis on are going to make good people, you know, happier people, more successful people, more fulfilled people, rather than like play or else you get sat and you're not going to play anymore. Like, like, you know, obviously that comes in at a point, but like that, that shouldn't be the end all be all is, is that is your, your tool to try and make players play better or harder. Like that's not, it's not what they need long-term and what we can as adults uh, provide for them that will last the rest of their lives. Yeah. And I'm just reading some stuff here um, just to kind of like bring this home. So like some examples of intrinsic motivation is like participating in sport because it's fun and you enjoy it rather than doing it to win an award. Mm-hmm. Um, spending time with someone because you enjoy their company, not because they can further your social standing. Mm-hmm. Um, playing cards because you enjoy the challenge instead of playing cards to making money. Um, exercising because you enjoy physically challenging your body instead of doing it to lose weight or fit into an outfit. You know, so it's like the, it it goes back to the why, like, why are you doing it? Mm -hmm. Is it for something that's for you? Is it for something that's for someone else? Is it for something for an external reward? Like, and it goes back to just like focusing on the process rather than the end result. Right. Right. And I I think losing weight's a really good, easy example because a lot of people can understand this either themselves or their family members or things like that and if it's just like i just want to lose weight because like i want to i want to look better or like something like a lot of people like they they give up on that because it's hard to lose weight and and they just i'm never going to look better i'm so far away and it's like well your why sucked like have a better why how about live longer for your i want to feel better yeah yeah. I want, I want to be there for my kids or I want to be there for my grandkids. I want to hold my grandkids. I want to be able to play, lay down on the floor, not in pain and play with my grandkids. That's a pretty strong why. So if you're going to the gym and you're like, oh, I'm 60, I just want to look better. I want to look better naked. It's like, that probably doesn't really, that's not a why that's really motivating you. But if it's, you're like, I can't even pick up my grandbaby because I'm out of shape and my balance is off and I might drop it like whatever, you know? So it's like a stronger why will equal, um, stronger, stronger intention and stronger for action. Sure. And for and sure you just need it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, as I'm still like going through this here, so like they're talking about different factors that can promote intrinsic motivation. And two of these things are things that we talk about, like all the time on this podcast. Yeah. And so the first two that they have on here, the first one is curiosity. So like curiosity can really like lead to interesting, like curiosity, it says curiosity, oh my God, talk to, uh, curiosity pushes us to explore and learn for the soul of pleasure of learning and mastering. And that was, dude, that was like, for sure it was me, but it was definitely you, like, just like down in the basement, like trying stuff, just like anytime I'd see you and like, you just be like doing different things. And like, like, it was just like, oh, like, I wonder if I could like pull and then push and then shoot. I could pull and shoot. I could, oh, maybe I could do this. And like, 
We're always just like. I wonder how many times I can like flip a ball up and like. Right. Oh my god, dude. You know. Oh my god. I did (laughs) stuff like that, and I'd be like, okay, I have to hit twelve posts in a row, and I and I hit hit twelve. Okay, can I do fifteen in a row? You know, and then just like chat like all day long, all day long, all day long. Me and my buddies coming up with challenges, coming up with different ways of doing. What do you think about this move? Like in college hockey, my roommate and I. Um, Dave Krisky, you met him before. Great oh, yeah. dude. Like we would just sit there and just total hockey nerds and just think of different ways to like do breakaways, you know, different ways to shoot the puck, different ways to try and outsmart the goalie. We would every night we would just talk about this. Like, what do you think? Would this work? Would this work? How about this? How about that? And that's all we did, you know? So I, I love that one. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Curiosity, I I honestly believe is like a real big factor for a lot of people who are successful they're just curious and they they they're problem solvers they Mm -hmm. just want to learn how to do things differently and better and yeah for sure the other one the next one funny enough is something that you just said challenge curiosity and challenge are the first two um factors for promoting intrinsic motivation um and and this says being challenged helps us work at a continuously optimal level and work towards meaningful goals and um that's why like um the comfort zone is not where you want to be you got to challenge right. yourself to you know step outside man do things a little bit differently like nothing great ever came from being comfortable <laughs> Right. <laughs> and right. so challenge yourself and and give yourself challenges like you were talking about. Seek like, them out. Yeah. And and I, I see almost like challenge and competition as like a, a very, very, very near cousin. Maybe they're brother, sister. Maybe they're a little bit closer than that. <laughs> um, but like you're talking about sister. challenge, like cha- what's that? <laughs> I'm your sister. What movie is that from? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Joe Dirt. Great. Oh no! Joe Dierte. Great movie. Great movie. Great movie. But like, you you think about challenging yourself or challenging a buddy. You know, you talk about like shooting in the basement. Like, you know, are you gonna shoot with more intention if it's just you down there? Or are you gonna shoot with more intention if you're down there with a, a, a buddy and there's a competition mm-hmm. on the line? You know, mm-hmm. you both have to shoot a hundred pucks, but if you both have to shoot a hundred pucks and hit the crossbar and see how many times you you hit the crossbar or a post guarantee you your shot's going to get better from doing it with number two there who does number, number two work two, for dude 100 <laughs> well done dude 100 before my so after my sophomore year at western you know i could have could have signed and decided to come back and so i went to chris frank frank the tank if you guys never heard of this guy literally go to youtube and type in chris frank or chris frank the tank hit he murdered this guy from actually university of Michigan knocked out. I think he like broke some ribs, punctured lungs. He was literally unconscious rigor mortis in midair. This guy was 240, absolute tank monster of a human. And when I decided to come back for one more year at Western, I was like, Hey, and we together, I don't you know how this conversation started, but we are like every single one-on-one, two-on-one line rush drill that we can, we're always going against each other the whole year because we want to make each other better. You know, that was a terrible idea on my part because Frank was just a savage and a psycho, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it got me ready to play pro hockey. So we just went one out every time in front of the line, Frank and Vex, let's go one-on-one, let's battle. And, uh, you know, we almost got a tilt once the boys jumped in. They said they saved me. I think I could have held my own. Uh, uh, but, you're lucky the boys jumped in. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, you know, like we decided to take that challenge on ourselves to make ourselves better. This is also why I love training groups because I want them pushing each other. Like you said, if your buddy is going against you in a race, guess what? You're going to run a lot faster than if you were running on your own. Yeah. A hundred percent. Not even close. Yeah. Love it. Not even close. It's, it's the challenge, man. The challenge in the competition brings out the best of us. Seek them out, you know, coaches and practice, create as many challenges as you can. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, that was fun. Dude, that was fun. I love talking about this stuff. Me too. Like, this stuff is like, I, I love this. Your why? It, dude, this, this is a why for me. I and mean, this is why I do speaking engagements. Hit me up on Instagram if you're looking to fly me out. And, uh, you know, this is why I do what I do, man. I love this stuff. It's like my favorite topic. <laughs> well, I'm glad we did it here today. And uh, this was fun. Hopefully you guys can take something out of this and use it in your lives. 
And uh, yeah, we we so appreciate everybody for tuning in for another week. Yeah, share, share, share the show, mofos, if it's helping. Share it with your organization. Put it on your website. Share it with parents you know. Whoever. To share the show and i and i want to say another again massive congrats to tolf and, and narado and the rest of the staff and players at university of michigan you know it's been an unbelievable year it's been cool to watch that um and then also i don't think i said it last week because it hadn't happened yet but one of my guys signed in the nhl since our last show and already played his first game in the nhl hunter mccowan had apple on his assist he should have buried he beat he beat the goalie just shot a little bit wide they pulled it off the boards and, and put it in but uh, first game NHL, first Apple, not a big deal. Pretty excited for him. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. Guys, some of the guys on our team had played with him previously, and they were pretty jacked for him. Said he was a really let, good dude. Let me say this, too, if anybody's still listening real quick, because Hunter, I coached him in like a spring league while I was still probably playing when he was young, before he went to USA NTDP, and he was the most skilled on the ice by far. And and on that ice was were, were guys like Trent Frederick, Logan Brown, you know, all these nasty guys in St. Louis or in the NHL now. Um, who are also my clients? And um <laughs> and and dude, this kid was so skilled. It was like he he was unbelievable. And he goes to USA and he played a bottom six role both years he was there. Had to be a checking guy. I don't even know if he played power play, man. And for sure, that hurt his confidence and stuff a little bit, like took a little bit of a hit. However, he accepted the role. And because of what he did there is why he is a pro now, because his numbers in college were good, but it's not like they were some crazy numbers. Like he put it up like Hobie Baker award numbers, but he signed in the NHL because he can play that two way game. And he ate the shit burger for a couple of years there and learned to play a, a, a 200 foot game. And now like he's able to use all of the tools that he has instead of just being a one dimensional player. So for me, really, really cool to see him get through that whole process and now be on the other side and in the NHL. Unreal, man. Versatility, baby. Dope. Versatility is uh, the more versatile you can be as a player, the more marketable you're going to be and more teams are going to watch you hundred percent. 100%. So, all right, guys, everybody have a great week. We're going to have one more uh, next week. So the frozen four is not for two weeks. So there's like this week and then it goes the week after that. So we'll have another episode here for you uh, pre frozen four. And then we'll have one after the frozen four. We'll see what happens. Wow. <laughs> what was that? Why did is that I, a dying I, cat? I don't know why I did. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Adios, amigos. Thank you.